0: Hello and welcome to creative sessions with creative people the show by creatives for creatives with me your host Alan Grant Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Creative Sessions with Creative People, with me, your host, Alan. And this week I had the chance to sit down with a jack-of-all-trades, Mr. Luke Collins. He is an actor, he's a writer, he's a director, he's a producer, he's an all-round creative, and we had an amazing chat. We talked everything from uh, styles of theatre directing, you know, to comedy, both acting and writing, to how COVID has affected Luke, to his plans after COVID, to where he got his inspiration and ideas for his plays, uh, to how he got inspired to start writing in secondary school. We talked it all. So without any further ado, here is my interview with the one and only Mr. Luke Collins so my guest this week is a renaissance man he is a writer he's an actor director producer he has his own theater company um he is uh, a, a very good advocate for the arts it's mr luke collins welcome luke welcome to the show how are you Woo!
1: <laughs> how are you i don't know right very good to be here i'm doing grand my man
0: oh you're very very uh, welcome and yeah welcome to the show glad to have you uh, so tell me in COVID times how have you been doing <laughs> That's a funny question. And um, I, I think I think that says it all. That reaction
1: says it all. <laughs> yeah. Uh No, I haven't been doing too bad. To be honest, I mean, you know, as look, I you know said to you before, it's um, it was just such a weird year that I I don't think, it, it, for me anyway, I can't describe it in words really because it's um, it, it's, it's too much. Like it, 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 the words don't suited do you know what I mean like it, it, it's too much um, but at the same time I, I think I, I, I fared better than some Um, I mean we all had moments of like you know headache, explosions and, and, and whatnot. not um, particularly if you're an actor or an artist or creative in any type any uh, way shape or form but um, I, I was always big into mindfulness and, uh, and like you know self kind of self care really prior to uh to COVID. So the fact that I was able to I suppose tap into that during COVID and, and, and also beforehand, it kind of it would it kind of helped me deal with uh, it helped me kind of just be more kind of upbeat and positive, you know, at times when people weren't so much, especially on social media to one another, you know. And and I think we all got caught up in that at some point as well. On I mean, for hours and hours and hours. And they're just like, why am I even doing this? You know, I need to, I I, mm. I can use my time as a creative far better. And then I, I got into uh, writing again because um, I, I I realized I, I I have all this time. Why not just use it to write? I mean, I, I wrote shows previously and that we were able to put on for, in, the, in the theater company, as you say, quite successfully. Uh, and I said, well, if I can have any time at all to write stuff, for, and so I, I just got stuck into that, and um, that, that kept me busy. Honest to God, that kept me busy. But uh, as a creative writing was, it kept like I would dedicate two, or three hours of every day to uh to writing, and um, even if you know yourself, even if it's writing one line, and then like going, okay, what do I do with this? You know, um, y- you're still plotting and uh, thinking and working out things so that kept me busy most of the time to be honest and I kept my mind yeah. focused uh, whereas I know probably some people that wouldn't be that way inclined probably just had too much time to sit and think and let our thoughts spiral and go off and, and you know do whatever
0: no, I 100% agree with you because as I said to you before we came on air, like mindfulness is something that I discovered last year and like up until last year it was something that I, I'm not going to say I balked at, but it's something that maybe I didn't take as seriously as I should or I had the wrong idea of mm. what mindfulness was, what the core concept was behind the methodology of mm. it. And since I started, mm-hmm. I've done a course with the Irish Mindfulness Academy and I love it. Like I love all the exercises. I love the yeah. mindset. I love the perspective that it gives you like generally I don't mm. like getting stressed anyway but I know who does right uh but I mm. definitely found when I started it like I I was just so much calmer and so much less anxiety ridden uh, than I was previously yeah. and similar to you I was writing a lot last year I haven't written as much recently but yeah writing got me through a lot of last year as well uh, yeah. and speak speaking yeah. of writing like um I've always been interested to ask you this because I know you you write plays and is that like your primary uh, primary focus in terms of your writing or like do you write other things like or is, is playwriting your your thing that you stick to I know what you mean yeah I know what you mean yeah um,
1: I um, I'd say primarily it would be playwriting just on the basis that I have more plays written than anything else uh, but hmm. um, I but no I, I have short scripts uh, sh- short script, short film scripts written as well um I, I i have uh written film scripts um one major feature film script i had written that we were going to film last may that we had organized kind of around january february and literally as we were kind of going to start organized locations then you know the, the hammer came down and the, the clock came, you know everything came down and
0: um, yeah. so
1: we had to put that off uh, till just wait for things to open before we can get into locations really you know um, mm-hmm. but hopefully now over the next while we can start doing a couple of the short film scripts that we have because they only have you know my so I was fine like that but, but um, as a writer I'd say as I said primarily plays because I have more of them written and performed um but i mean i started off actually writing funny enough in in school i mean my favorite subject was english or history uh and i used to yeah. love writing you know if you were given like an, an essay a four or five page essay to do for homework i mean everyone else would be like oh jesus i used to love that because that was just that was brilliant that I, it was like a little short story type of thing you could write you know um i used to love all that sort of yeah. stuff yeah So that's, I suppose that's when I started getting creative with it, you know, when I was in school.
0: Yeah, no, I'd I'd be, I'd be somewhat similar because I remember I have distinct memories of like being in like an English class or like uh, one that maybe CSP or one of those type of classes and just fantasizing about getting home and getting in front of the computer and just writing out. I think it was, I have vague memories of. You know plotting out a panto script I was working on at the time because I grew up yeah, in panto yeah, all my yeah. life. So I wanted to write my own panto yeah. script and just getting ideas down for a short film and being really excited about them. Like and yeah, I used to love writing yeah. those English assignments as well. Like um I yeah, even remember one because yeah. I'm a huge wrestling fan. And I remember uh, I wrote yeah. like an assignment one time about like a wrestling storyline or something like that and it was full i'd say maybe 10 pages in my copybook, like you know just going through all the tropes mm. of wrestling and uh yeah. teacher i remember the comment he wrote he was like yeah good work but just remember if your teacher or, or examiner or marker is not into wrestling he's probably not gonna you know enjoy it as much as you enjoyed writing yeah, it you know yeah yeah, um,
1: yeah I, I had a similar well not a similar kind of similar but not not the same reaction I suppose uh, we were uh but uh, uh, same sentiment we were uh, I remember we got a like that one of these creative right because you know that was it that was it it was a part of the leaving cert that one one of the questions was to write like a short story based on a you know a line that they yeah. give you or something um which they still kind of do mm-hmm. in, in if, if most people go to any sort of like youth theater or drama school they tend to use that as an exercise sometimes for writing as well. So it's not a bad idea. Um yeah. kind of get you started. But I remember I wrote it, it was for homework and I, I wrote this four or five I can remember it. I wrote this four or five page um short story essay thing, whatever. And it was um it was just a, a full blown farcical comedy about like there was Frodo and Gandalf floating around fingless. And it was just like, you know, because <laughs> I'm from Fingles. So uh, I was just like Frodo and Gandalf <laughs> floating down Fingles. It was the most ridiculous thing. I probably still have it here, um, like in my wardrobe somewhere, like, you know. Um, I must try and find it and write it into the script. But it was, um, there's an idea. But it was, it was. It was just like madness, you know, and, and and it was just I just wrote down because I found it funny. So I just wrote it and the teacher actually, um, Miss Dempsey, I never forget, um gave it like she retracted it and she and she was handing them back out to kids and she came back down and gave it to me. I went, that was hilarious, you know. And uh and, and, and she actually said, could she use it to put into like some under 18's writing competition thing? And I don't know if it got hmm. anywhere. I don't know. I never really heard because we like this was a couple of weeks prior to doing the leaving search. So like, I, I I don't know where that went, but um I hope someone somewhere read that and laughed as much as she did when she read it and I did when I was writing it. But um I think it was then. Yeah. I writing was even back then, I realized I, I, I can make people laugh when I'm writing. OK, I'm on something here, you know. Uh that's kind of how I started. um. but I didn't take that really seriously until I left
0: college you know mm. well, that sounds like a much better prequel than those damn Hobbit films why couldn't have, uh, <laughs> Peter Jackson made that film instead of those god awful Hobbit films I would have loved to have seen Frodo and Gandalf on the big screen you know uh, gallivanting around Finglas that would have been great <laughs>
1: Well, it may be much more that.
0: interesting subject matter
1: I'm, i must <laughs> yeah. I have to find that i must find that it's in i think it's in that wardrobe there behind me i must be in the, i'll have to find that and have a look for it and just and just make yeah. it into a script or something for just some wacky short film do you know what I mean like that'd just be hilarious
0: yeah i'd say go for it go for it. i, I <laughs> i'd definitely be watching it anyway like yeah. <laughs> so. um but yeah i know i've somewhat similar because the most of what i write now is comedy like i have yeah. one uh, kind of really dramatic play that I wrote that's gone down really well and I've gone back to it and done it a couple of times but primarily I write largely comedy as well like yes. be it like sketches I wrote a lot of comedy plays uh, then I did I did a course specifically then in what you're talking about like creative writing like prose short stories and even mm. then I just latched on to comedy Everton which is comedy 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 mm. um and what in terms of acting then like like if you prefer comedy yeah. writing but do you prefer comedy or dramatic acting?
1: yeah i know what you mean um in in terms of writing yeah i prefer comedy even though i and you kind of know when you've written a good when you know when you're good at writing comedy is when you do at least two or three shows and people are still laughing at them do you know what i mean you're like okay yeah i i i I think i have my little niche here you know uh Mm. and which is difficult to do like i mean writing comedy isn't 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 easy you know i mean myself yourself could write it and and we think it's funny because mm. well, we're writing it we're writing what we want to see on stage and, and to laugh at that's yeah. ultimately why you write it because you want to see it mm. um well, that's why I write it you know and uh, sometimes depending on the situation uh, as an as a, like because I usually like directing the, the comedies that I write just purely because I kind of again I know what I want to see and it's um but then again I've let other people direct my shows you know I've let them direct it uh, purely because I trust them you know I'm like I think they'll do a good job with it you know go ahead um yeah down the situation sometimes you know if an actor drops out for whatever reason illness family death whatever the hell it happens something that did happen at one or two stages just purely mm. because I know the script and I know the lines I'm I wrote them I'm like look I'll just jump in and do it and you kind of just do it with adrenaline and you know, and, and we had some great fantastic shows and we would tell the audience you know this happened so if it seems a bit choppy around like that just forgive us you know I'm literally working on like 24 hours notice here or something like this but um, yeah. but it's gone down well and, and you know if, if I didn't if I didn't say that to them they probably wouldn't have even realised so um, but I did one horror show I did one I wrote one uh, horror Dark thriller thing um about five six years ago. Uh, even don't know why it's very specific. I know, but I, I have no idea why. Uh, and that was called the Damned, and we done that in you know the Sean Casey
0: Theater. Oh yeah, I know. I done a few shows in there myself. Oh, great, great Eastwall, theater
1: yeah. space. Oh, it's a, it, the only. It's a great theater space, and it's beautiful. Uh, it's beautiful theater. It's just in the just uh, it's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> That's the only. Yeah. That's the only trouble okay. we're trying to promote it. Um
0: otherwise too far out, yeah. It's it's yeah.
1: But it's a fantastic mm. space though, you know, and we have great relations with the uh with Fran that, that runs it. Um mm. but uh anyway we done it there, and just because we had the space and the, you know there was a very eh, I wouldn't say if you just think of like the woman in black, it was kind of something similar like that, right? It just mm. for you know, there was very like like three of for those four actors two at any given time on stage and mm. Clara who played the, the wife Annabelle she um just funny you know Annabelle she uh mm-hmm. she was we kind of got her walking around and coming because these are all different exits there so we got her coming out at different exits and entrances and people were like Jesus you know are, are getting a bit of a, a fright you know so we, that worked really well but then I just I just so I kind of might go into that again, because uh, I figured I could do that quite well. But um, but as an actor, I I think because I know my strength in, in general. Now I've been in loads of comedies. You know, I've been in, hmm. uh, I've been, uh, uh, I've been in like uh, Roman comedies. I've been in um, Restoration comedy, Shakespearean comedies, uh, modern yeah. comedies. I've done the whole circuit when it comes to comedies, School, straight up, uh, and because I know. That's my strength, and I, I love doing them. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing, there's nothing more rewarding. I couldn't do stand up for my life. I like, I, oh, I know same, I can same. be quite, I know I can be quite funny in like telling a story or whatever. But I mean, I, am not a stand up comedian. Um, mm. but when you're doing something on stage and the focus isn't on you, you're not, you know, the, you're just over here, you're doing something, but you know, at least six people in the audience are watching you, and they're and they're looking at you, you know. And and that's the most rewarding thing because you because you like you are not even doing anything but they're finding you funny and that's brilliant do you know what I mean they mm. they just their eyes are on you and that's my strength comedy but I love the unserious yeah. because because I do do comedy I wouldn't say primarily but I just done it a lot and 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 it's as I said it's a strength of mine and say if someone whether it's through the company or through another company or, or whatever, uh, sees me in a, in a comedy, I want them to break out laughing. I want them to roll on the floor laughing. But then when I do a serious, something serious, whatever, I want them to either feel sorry for me or, or be afraid of me and be mm. like, oh, that's he's not the same guy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and as an actor, if they can go, that's not the same guy, then you've done it. That's your job done. You know, you've convinced Absolutely. them you are someone else. So I yeah i just look i just like i mean i know it's it's kind of i suppose a cop-out i thing to say but i just love doing things i just love doing anything do you know what i mean I, i mean i know hmm. people that specifically like no i don't want to be I, I i don't want to be a comedic actor i want to be a serious actor and it's like yeah but you're funny do you know what i mean yeah but, like yeah. play to your strengths you're funny play to your strengths um i mean you can do all the serious drama you want but if you get someone to break out laughing and probably cry at the same time. Then you've you've hit you've hit the nail on the head there. You know.
0: Yeah, and no, I agree with you because to me, even though like I I love drama as well, and like yeah. I know I've directed some dramas, I performed in dramas. But yeah, it's yeah, nice yeah, to get yeah. them like you know feeling angry at you or or crying yeah, or yeah, feeling yeah. sorry for you. To me, you know whether I'm directing it, producing it, acting in it, there's just you can't beat that feeling of just hearing people just in the aisles laughing. That's yeah. It. it just gives you such a buzz, yeah. a different energy, and I, I just love that so much. And yeah. as well, like uh, you know, because to me, I largely do a lot of comedy in terms of acting as well. But I think I and I but I do like dramatic acting, and I think it's nice to break it up every now and again and do Jesus, some yeah. dramatic acting. Like I think that's that's nice to have yeah. a bit of a rest and do something more serious, and then get back to your comedy. Yeah. Obviously, it's good to show versatility and stuff. So I, I agree with you one hundred percent. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. the very first show I saw you and I and we didn't even know each other at the time, but I remember. Um you Hounds Hotel was the very first show I ever saw you in. Um, <laughs> Jesus wasn't you
1: there, Hounds Hotel. Where? I
0: was, I went to see um a friend of mine who was in that show. Uh Elizabeth Ann Doyle was in that show. Oh, and I Elizabeth, see that's I, right, yeah. yeah, so I came along to see her in it. And I don't know, I have I still remember when I think about you in that show, because that's about what, four years ago now? Yeah, geez. 2017, yeah. yeah. So I just remember it it was a really, really, really funny piece. And mm. um I just remember, like, the comedic beats of it were so funny because somebody might have referenced your character and then I just remember the lights changing to some kind of, like, disco uh, theme and you running in uh, with a horde of people around you and you were, like, this this, this meathead, this, like, uh, just bodybuilding gym freak just coming in lifting (laughs) weights and barking orders at people. And I just thought it was so hilarious. Yeah, yeah.
1: That character's name I I hadn't uh, even
0: met you yet at that point.
1: No, that's uh, Marcel... The muscle Adonis is what he was called
0: is that the character name yeah oh. uh, yeah yeah. and the yeah. only thing I would say about that is because that was in seen and heard and I just remember being disappointed for you guys because you guys went on first that night I remember yeah. it distinctly because I remember being thoroughly disappointed in the play that followed you it was so uh, yeah. it was just <sighs> night and day like you guys going on first I felt bad for you because yeah. some of the audience left uh, and then, yeah, the play that followed you just couldn't follow you. And I, I know, um, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: it was. Uh, we done a follow up to that play uh, um, last year, literally just a couple of weeks previous to COVID hitting. Uh, we we done a follow up to that called uh, now the, I'll, I'll kill Connor for the name. Um, a professor and personal trainer's private apocalypse.
0: Right, the name oh, just went I- on. I think I saw uh, the advertisements for that at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: and it was uh, we done a follow up to it, and again I played Marcel, and it was um, so that that was really fun. That was a real treat to basically be in a sequel. That was a really good sequel. Yeah, you know all sequels kind mm-hmm. of have a pitfall somewhere, but it was a really good sequel. Like it was, it was it played to the, it played to the strengths of the first one. So it it took the two primary. The, the, the two tr- strongest characters out of the first play, and he D- and Duffy, that uh, kind of who wrote it, um, who wrote both of them, um, and directed both. He, he he took the two strongest characters out of the first one quite smartly and then realized there's a bit of there's something here with these two that I can that I can I can do, and mm. then he just decided to make a kind of a buddy cop movie. It wasn't a cop movie, but that kind of buddy cop thing you know kind of i was the bad guy because i was just psychotic and then uh gavin was the good nice little professor but he he would yeah in ter- but when you realize the characters he's actually the psychotic one um he's literally the mad professor and i'm quite sane i just love what i do so much that i come across psychotic you know so yeah <laughs> there's, uh, so there's that kind of a um uh, balance that it was it was really fun to do and uh, I think we got maybe two nights out of it maybe two nights I think or it could be in one I don't you know sitting in here I don't know I don't know how I don't, I don't know what, what What. how many times we've done it but I remember Um, it could be in one night doesn't matter but I just remember Um, just going it was the first time I got to step back into a character mm. you know when you see like Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine like for the last 20 years or something and you're yeah. like how did, like he's like he must be either getting extremely bored or he loves doing it, you know. Um, mm. And and it was the first time I just stepped back into something that I was like, the first rehearsal. It's like he was there, like Marcel was yeah. there, you know. He was in the it's like he was in the back of my head, waiting like a tiger. And then the minute we got to into the rehearsal room and I started saying lines, it's like he just bang, it was there, it was done, and we just built upon it, you know. I didn't I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to repeat myself. I didn't want to, like there was a couple of jokes that were similar from the first one and I personally Mm. went, can I try something different here because I don't want to repeat myself. You can reference it, but I don't want to just do the same things. Even though most of the audience wouldn't have seen the first one, probably. I, it was just for me, I suppose as an actor to try and do something a little bit different on one or two occasions, but it was, uh, it was really fun. It was really fun. That, That was just obscure, farcical, bliss you know it's like you can go on stage and just do whatever you want and the audience will yeah. laugh at you do you know what i mean it was just
0: brilliant and would there be any hopes of putting that show on again do you think does connor have any plans I mean, to put it on again in future
1: as as far as i'm aware i mean obviously like things are a bit like as you know as you know with any kind of theater now it's like everyone's kind of like even myself i must have literally like three or four scripts that i'm just like waiting just to see when there's a theatre open. And then, I'm, you know, uh, and everyone's on that boat. So by all means, he does actually want to do it again. And he was hoping to do the both of them as like a back-to-back thing. Mm. I, I, I think I could be wrong in that, but I know he wanted to do both of them at one stage, like last summer. And because uh, he said to us in the February, you know, if we, if we got a venue for a couple of days, would we do maybe, you know, Monday to Tuesday, Towns Hotel, and then, Wednesday and Thursday we do or, or, or whatever we do the Private Apocalypse or, or something like that and mm. uh, we were all like yeah that sounds really cool that's a cool idea you know no that, that sounds like it. and then of course it never it never came to pass due to COVID but I like he does want to do those two shows again um, and I, I think you know doing something like a back to back thing or one week one show another week the other show because I, I think the both of them are just as mad and hilarious and um, uh, as I said, farcical bliss. You know, you know, if you love that mm. type of comedy as an actor, then you, you, you're you're good to go. You
0: know, yeah, that be my that be my style of yeah. comedy as well. Yeah. Um, and that was probably the last show you got to do. Then was it before Literally, it was two COVID. weeks
1: pre it, it was two two weeks pre COVID, yeah, because that was the twenty seventh, twenty fifth, something like that. It was like one of the last days I've seen and heard. And then uh, literally about two weeks later, then it was uh, right, go home for six months. So it was yeah. um it, you know, so, yeah, that was the last show we done.
0: Uh, and that, that turned into 16 months then.
1: <laughs> and then it <laughs> turned into a year and a half news camp. Uh yeah. so it was just um but yeah, no, and then because I was I was kind of looking for well, I was looking forward to it because I was like, right, I, I finish uh Hounds Hotel, not of Hotel, sorry, personal travers private apocalypse. And then I I was literally about two weeks later I was going to go into rehearsal for um and um, my I suppose partner in crime who I run the collective uh, productions with in um he has a script uh called Blame that was more of a serious drama um mm. it, it, I wouldn't say dark comedy but there was certainly like it was a Dublin play so I mean there was just Purely because how it was written, there was a couple of funny lines in it, you know, and there was a couple just to break up the kind of tension within the script itself. Um, naturally, I mean, you have to have that. He uh, we were going to do that, like literally about two weeks after I finished seeing and heard because um, one of the because my friend Molly, who was who was going to be in it with me, was also winning seeing and heard. So we he said, look, when we're finished this, we'll get on to, you know, rehearsing for that. And then uh, Duffy wanted to do that, and then that was meant to film Hamlet then in May. And then Duffy wanted to do these two again in in the summer at some point. And then we had another play that we were going to do in the in the August to September period. And it was great to have this kind of timeline, you know, kind of like okay, we do this here, we do that there. But then, sure, look, it all went up in the air then. So I was saying to him recently. It's actually great if you think about it because we have so much stuff to do that we're not going to be bored for the next year or two. Do you know what I mean? We, we won't be bored, yes. we won't be looking for stuff to do. We'll we'll have it all day, which is fantastic. Yourselves included, you know, we, we have all this stuff ready to go, um, which is the most important thing you have to register as well. You know, yes, it's a mm-hmm. bit it's a bit mundane at the minute, but when it does open up, there'll be so much creative work out there. And I guarantee you most of it won't even got to be it won't even have to do with COVID people will be so sick of hearing about it it'll just be anything and anything you know and and I, I can't wait to, to see what comes out of it really to be honest
0: yeah no it is exciting and like, yeah. I'll be honest with you I hope never to hear COVID-19 social distancing I never want to hear these words again and it, you know what it's it funny, at the it's end about- of the tunnel yeah, but when this whole thing started, I just remember thinking like, you know, like when, when we were kids back in like, you know, the early to, to mid 90s, it was all, don't be anti-social, yeah. get out there and play, get off that know, PlayStation, yeah. get out there, and yeah. now it's just like, stay yeah. inside, now, now it just seems socially acceptable to just be, you know, anti-social, it's so bizarre, yeah. so bizarre
1: Get inside, get on that PlayStation, stay in, don't go out, yeah. don't talk to people, <laughs> you know
0: don't talk to anyone. I don't even care if you uh, know them. Don't talk
1: to them. Don't talk to anybody. Don't talk to your nanny. You know, what I mean? Just yeah, play. you know what I mean? It's 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 ridiculous. But it's it's needed, but it's ridiculous to the extent that it's gone on. But anyway, look, that's 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 not that's out of our control anyway. So yeah, you know.
0: But to go back then to what we were talking about before, you mentioned the collective, which is your yeah. theatre company. So that started in 2016. Oh, yeah. So how did how did that come about?
1: Well, cheers for giving me the time to give it a plug. Uh, so, Go on, yeah. edit this.
0: This is your platform.
1: <laughs> I know, and uh, Anna Money Job. Uh, it's um, yeah, no, it's uh, Collective Productions. We're on, um, we're on, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. I think we're on Twitter. I don't use Twitter, so I don't know. I think Ian is in charge of that. <laughs> uh, were, uh, we started off in 2016. Um, I've known Ian for like I was going to say 10, but it's more than that now. It was 10 for 15 years something like that now and um mm. i think i Tony i always it into him i know him about a couple of months prior to his current girlfriend knowing him or, well fiance they've known each other about 15 years but i know him just ahead of it so i'm always like no no he's he, he's mine like do you know what i mean mm. uh but uh <laughs> yeah we <laughs> uh we uh we started off in 2016 and he he, he approached me basically and said, um, look, he he's, he wanted to set up this theatre company for, for ages and he, 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 he was talking to a couple of people, I, I don't know who he was talking, he was talking to a couple of people that, you know, uh, different producers, directors, whatever, about setting up with him because um, I know he had something going with a couple of mutual friends but for whatever reason, I think one of them just kind of wanted to do, you know, they, they want to do their own thing and, and whatnot, you know. And uh, and he kind of had an idea of what he wanted to do, but he just because I have the qualifications that he doesn't have, I suppose, like you would have in terms of like if all else fails in terms of putting on shows for whatever reason, I mean, I I can teach, do you know what I mean? And we were looking at through that way as well, Mm. he can teach as well, like he could. It's funny because, like, I can teach, like, well, I mean. I always forget the qualification is there because I've never actually had to use it every, you know. Uh, but I mean, I can teach whoever. I mean, and he can primarily uh, teach kind of, uh, he would love to teach kind of uh, younger younger people and, and youth and then those. Like, so we kind of had something there. We were like, okay, look, if all else fails, we have this to go on, um, which we do still want to do. We do still want to set up like classes and stuff like that um, further yeah. down the line. And we've always wanted to do that. So we will do that further down the line um but we had um he had a script uh hubris it was called and i had the script damned i had i had the script and mine was significantly shorter than his uh but i I elongated because it was only only a short script so i elongated it and um the both of them ran for uh, i think his was an hour mine was about 50 minutes or something like that and we put them on as a double bill um of new writing that summer so it was that July 2016 and and because that was our first venture I mean we were very eager we started rehearsals like a couple of months prior uh, purely because um, the, the, you know we had like one rehearsal a week sometimes uh, and you know yourself I mean if you have if people have the time and you're able to get three or four rehearsals in a week then you only yeah. need a month and you have the show whereas, if people are all on different schedules and you can only get a, a, a day in a week, you're looking at maybe two months rehearsal, maybe even two and a half, just by the time you, you build it up. And it is a long while and it is a long rehearsal process, even at that, you know what I mean? And we had two shows on and he was directing mine, I was directing his. And then in that, I got cast in um, in another play that uh, it was actually the original kind of, what Hound's Hotel became. It was like, mm. you know, and I was in the original of that, again, as Marcel. And that was a, that was like a, a four or five kind of separate short or kind of like a horror type of plays. And, and um, I was in that. So I had like that. I had the one I was directing Hubris and then I had the one I was in. So literally for about three months, I mean, Jesus, I must have been in town seven days a week, literally yeah. jumping from one rehearsal to the next, um, you know, uh, the stress was 90 but I loved it because I was like yeah this is fucking work you know what I mean this is what being an actor is being an actor isn't Mm. sitting at home or if you have it like you know um it's not sitting at home doing like a self-tape a week or like contacting maybe if you have an agent contacting your agent once a month or whatever or if you don't have an agent just farting around and looking on Facebook for our castings and then going, Oh, there's nothing around. I mean, yeah. you know yourself yeah, so being active, being creative is making work if there's none, is, is going out and and active. and I was doing this and I was like, This is fantastic, you know. Uh, and and I stressed the bits, but I loved it because I was like, This is what working is, this is what be getting yeah. out there is.
0: It's and, that good stress though. It's like yeah. not, you know, I don't know if you found like yeah. working other jobs like that, like you know, that stress you out in a different way where you're just I mean, yeah. for me, if it's not acting or theater, you'd be walking around with this like just nervous feeling your stomach all oh, the whole time. But the stress of like theater and all that—it's good because you know there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and you it's what you love. So it's a more positive. It's a more positive stress if that makes sense.
1: It's it's a uh, it's like that saying is like if, if you love something, you know you, you don't work a day. You know it's like you 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 do it because you, yeah. you love it, and you stress yourself out because you love it. But you know it's it, it, it's it's going to pay off. And we done um we got the show done in two thousand sixteen and. We, we we had a a great reception because we had the two shows and it was like we had a, we had to set up a GoFundMe because uh to, to cover the cost of the um of the, the venue for the week and we set up a GoFundMe just to even to get half of it, you know. Um because we had money put by there and we always I mean we have always done it um even if it's not much but whatever the house takes in we always give the actor something because um yeah. you know yourself i mean it's actors are always the first ones on the first ones on to do the job and they don't get paid do you know what i mean and it's it's mm-hmm. it's annoying you know and, and, and we know what that's like jesus christ we know what that's like so we always even if it's just 50 quid or even if it's whatever we can afford to give them we always give the actor something of course, the smaller the cast, the more money they yeah. end up getting, you know, but the, the, the blur, you know, um, and we had two casts for that show, so we gave them all what we could, and they were all, they weren't expecting it, they were all delighted with it, um, but that gives you a good rep then. Some people are more inclined to work with you, do you know what I mean, mm. and naturally. Um, and then, so yeah. we had a couple of things going on then in the, in the November time, we had a festival called Provoke, literally our first time, it was like a two-day thing, we said, you know what, we're just go for it and try this out we have a lot of creatives uh, poets singers uh, actors yeah, kind of like uh, um what you call it um kind of uh recital type of things on, on prose and stuff like that and we said you know we'll give it a whack and, and and we have all these people that we kind of know individually or people know of we get in contact with them we get them and, and we do this and then whatever money we make we throw them something but that goes then to uh The bigger show that we wanted to do next year it was basically a fundraiser do you know what i mean it was like a fundraiser Mm -hmm. festival play thing that we put on and that and teddy um mcmahon came and and loads of people came within the industry that it was in the top of doyle's pub actually and um and and, you know we have a great rep there we use that space for a lot of stuff so they they let us do that and they put a barman on for us and we got food deals and stuff like that and it was a great it was a great time and unfortunately we were going to do it again last year but of course we couldn't you know um but we still hope to do it next year maybe or the year that, or the year after but it's just we got our names out there as much as we could and then the then the next year or two was literally just do shows uh get the shows out there and and then we set up a little um a little kind of a branch off group from that called the collectives it's been quiet the last while just purely because you know the way everything's been and then people on different primary and stuff like that but yeah. it's a, it's just a little kind of a, a get together um that we have with any really creative that wants to come along uh, writers directors you know actors whatever and it's a little group of just that and um everyone anyone is welcome it, it's all just um two or three hours in a saturday afternoon and um, obviously you know when places open we can do that again properly um and it's just to kind of develop scripts and you know if they don't want us to produce the scripts uh, in terms of theater or or anything because you know film scripts to produce are actually quite expensive uh but um But theatre is much more kind of viable. You can kind of get away with a lot more uh, in terms of producing. And if they want to go through us, then that's perfectly fine. We always just say, well, whenever you are putting on the show or whatever, just don't forget to give the collectives a a shout out. You know, and just so you know, because we develop, we help develop the, the script, like. Um. And that's it, really, uh, and that's kind of what we were doing right up until COVID. And actually, funny enough, because of that, we um, we have scripts there as well that the guys have written that they, you know, were going to do as well. So it's a it's work for us to get our name out there. It's work for them. It's it's to give people that maybe want to direct but don't really know where to go to start. It's like, well, there's a script. Um, are, are you comfortable with him directing? You've known him for a year. Yeah, I want him to give it a go, Grant you know you're on the job and and how well i mean how else do you learn Mm -hmm. other than doing it i mean i wasn't i wouldn't i mean at the beginning of this you said i was a writer director producer actor i wasn't that stuff when i started do you know what i mean We, we all start we all have to start somewhere and that's what i mean and and we all started off by not being by not doing it and um i remember asking someone before if they wanted to direct a short script that i had and they went oh i never directed before it's like yeah but you, you want to, don't you? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, well, then there you go. And they're like, oh, well, but what if I F up? And what if I do this? It's like that mm. we could all do that. Do you know what I mean? We could all do that. We could all make mistakes. That's, the whole yeah. That's life. Do you know what I mean? That's and then life. in terms
0: of like directing then, um, like what would be, like you have a distinct yeah. style of directing that you incorporate into the rehearsal room?
1: Yeah, I do not know what I want when I go in. Um, That's, I I think any director that has this, and now when I say this in in the kindest way, because someone watching this probably is like that, but I I don't, personally, just again, personal opinion, um, I don't believe in knowing what you want when you go into a room, because then that's so hard for an actor to wrap their head around when they're trying to do their thing, you know. Um, Now, having an idea, and, and 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 having an, an image that you want uh, and, and working with an actor to achieve the image or achieve the idea or even seeing if it works that's different i'm all for that um whereas knowing exactly how a line should be said knowing exactly how a scene should look it, it, then you it's like then you might as well just paint a picture because you're not you're, you're not you know, you're, you're not allowing for the creativity, you're just telling people, again, where to go, where to stand, what, what to say. And yeah. it's, it, it's very difficult on actors. And then, and then it becomes difficult for you then as a director to to work with that, because uh, if it's not going exactly how you picture it, then you get stressed. And then you get, you know what I mean? And, and, and then it, it becomes difficult for you then um to organize uh, your, your own image of what you had um in terms of me i i love uh as i said i love having an idea like i'll read a script i'll write a script and i'll have an idea of well i mean if you wrote a script you'll have far more than an idea of what you want you you'll, you'll kind of you know you'll you'll have it in your head of what you mm-hmm. want um but then when you get the actors together and and you have the the stage and of course the stage isn't exactly what's in your head but you, you have the stage there you you have the gist of it there and and that's what you kind of want but i'm all for going i know what i want and we're going to try and work with it but i want to see what they do yeah because do you know what I mean? I want to see what they do now. If an actor th- comes around to you and says, uh, "Here, look, I don't, unner- I don't understand what this line is, um, or I don't understand how I should be here," then as a director, you go, "Okay." Then we will mm-hmm. sit down and have a chat about it. That's what a director does. Um, does a director know every single question? No. Uh, will they know eventually? But they have to, you know, kind of go direct a few shows and kind of realised that the, the especially if you work with, because I've been fortunate over the last, prior to COVID the last couple of shows i have done I had worked with similar actors um, out of the little group of the collectives we have, I just mm. because I concentrate on their shows we, I was able to work with a similar group of actors and quite um, on, a, on a recurring scale on like two or three shows so by that stage, I knew them uh, and uh, as mates an as well. But I knew them how they walk in a room, and I knew what their strength was. I I knew how they would act. I, I knew what they would do. So all I had to do was say uh, almost like communicate and then ticks and whistles. You know, I was like, can you just do that, and then you come over here, and then and then you. Do, and but they know what you mean. Mm. You know, they're, they're like, Grant, yeah, gotcha. And then if you if you can have a silent discussion with an actor who's on stage and go. And then they go, yeah, Grant. It's like, you know, you know, it, 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 you have something gold in there. But I suppose that'd be my like. I go in fairly with an idea, and then, um, yeah. and then we work from there because that's how I like to go as an actor. Like I like to, I like a director to have an idea of what they want. Um, because then again, you have this. I didn't even mention it there. You have the director that doesn't even know what they want. They just want to put on a show, and it's like that's great intention, but.
0: You need some sort of guidance. Mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, I've 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 worked with a few of them. I, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, know, I know what I know. <laughs>
1: you know? Like. And uh, yeah, yeah, and because uh, as an actor, then I like to come in. I like, as I said, I like a. a I kind of I, I i direct how I want a director to be, you know, have an yeah. idea, but you let the actors do what they got to do, and then yeah, and then look if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You try something, and 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 you know, and then you you move on. As an actor, then I like to be able to try things. And if I don't get them, then I'll, I'll ask. Or, you know, if it's like, actually, hmm. Luke, that's a bit too much. Can you try to do this? Yep. Thanks for telling me. You know, that's, I mean, you know, I don't know what my face is doing half the time. I don't know. You know, do you know, it's yeah. like, tell me, you know. Yeah. Um, then again, as I said, you don't want someone that knows exactly what they want because that that turns into like a dictator director, which is awful to work with. Yeah, do you know what I mean?
0: And, I know, <laughs> I've worked with, and them. <laughs> work with them as well. I know exactly. because yeah. I'd be similar to you. I'd like to go in with a. I don't know. I haven't directed in a few years now, but when yeah. I was directing, now I'm hoping to get back into yeah. it when like COVID subsides and yeah. stuff. I do have plans for shows I'd like to do. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I like to go in with a general outline. Like, nothing too specific, you know. I like to work it out with the actors. I like to give them the freedom that they can, you know, make suggestions, make it, you know, to be able to collaborate a bit. And if they have an idea, I'd always say, okay, let's try it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But, you know, because I've worked with directors who just tell you exactly what they want and they're just so rigid, they're not open to adaptability or to change. It just takes the fun out of the rehearsal environment, really.
1: I mean, that's, yeah, as I said, they might as well just paint a picture and if that's the case, because it's, 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 it's just It's I mean it's not a perfect thing I mean Jesus How many rehearsals Have you been in Where the lines are spot on And no one misses a beat But then the minute you go on stage Someone forgets a line Every show you do Every show And it doesn't matter How many times you've done a show There's a line dropped Nearly every night Do you know what I mean Every show you mm. do There's a line dropped every night Whether it's you That does it Just purely because You're just so used to saying it You don't realise Oh shit I forgot to say
0: that Yeah Which happens Yeah I know
1: you know, uh, it can happen. Yeah, it happens, um, yeah. Or, you know, or, or when someone is uh, so into it and, and they're really giving it the, they're all, whether it's funny or sad or whatever, that because they're so into it, then they just catch themselves and it just, it just goes, you know, and, and and that happens as well. So, you know, and then, you know, for people that kind of go mad, like in terms of directors or whatever, that go mad when actors do that, it's like, uh, well, you do it then. do you know know what I mean it's like you know it's like you do it Mm. Uh, because that's that happens you know it's not a perfect thing but that's the beauty of it
0: yeah and how do you find uh acting and directing I know you've you mentioned earlier that sometimes you might have to step into a role with 24 hours notice and uh, because I've got caught in the trap of like you know oh I'll do it myself and then I'm directing and I'm acting and you know it it can be a struggle like if you know the play really well and you know the character really well and you know it's fine and you know you basically know you've seen it from the outside like you know maybe maybe someone else has played the role previously and they couldn't do it another time and then you step in so you know what the show looks like but generally Mm. it can be hard to see to be on stage and then still see the overall uh picture of the play basically so how do you manage that if and when you're in that situation
1: yeah i didn't well okay i don't know once in that situation in terms of 24 hours notice um we were literally on um open and night and uh, we were just we were in the international bar actually mm. uh, just in uh, town there uh, which i know you've done a, a couple of things in as well yeah and um it's and it was a, we had a big enough cast in terms of i mean the stage is fit for like you know one person and we had like maybe seven and it was a uh, it was a big enough cast, but we used the fact that it was a small stage, and and we used the audience as well. And it was just a farceful comedy that I had written. Yeah, uh, ladies and rogues it was called, and I I I'd done it, uh, in two thousand and seventeen in the Channel Casey, and I'd done it again in the, which is a drastically different stage, um, and uh, it was great because it was like I was in that one and Ian directed that one, and in this one then I specifically wanted to direct it, get. Some of the recording cast came back and um, others were probably too busy so I'll just recast them. Um, and so it's kind of half and half. Some done the show before, some didn't. Um, and But I said, to them, look, this is a brand new show in terms of, you know, how it's going to look because mm. it's in a, in, in a tiny stage so it's going to look completely different anyway. Uh, and plus it gives us time to, to change around things or to see what worked the last time to yeah. see maybe what could, you know, you know. So. Anyway, so opening night comes and we have a great show to put on and I cannot wait and it's looking like it's a sellout show which is always the case and then uh, Phil who was in the show then unfortunately his grieving uh, uh, in the family mm. and that that morning and he rang me up and uh, like you know and, and all this I won't go into it but he was uh, he because that's his business but anyway he, 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 he I, I was like you're not doing the show he wanted to come in, you know, and do it, and I was like, I can't let you do this. Do you know, what I mean? I was, as, a, as a mate and as a director, I've known him 10 years. I was like, mm. You're not doing the show, do you know what I mean? I'll cancel it. And he was telling me not to cancel it, like, he was like, No, I'll be in. And I'm like, You're not, fucking being, you're not, you're not being in, do you know what I mean? I wouldn't, if you know, I wouldn't come in, do you know what I yeah. mean? so I said, You're not coming in. Um, and uh, and anyway, look, we canceled it, and it was like two hours. Two and a half hours before we went on, I had to cancel the show, and um, we were all like mental texting family, texting friends, texting work colleagues. Don't come in; it's cancelled. Mm. If you booked online, um, through the system we had, look, you get your money back if you want. I'll pay it on my own pocket if you want. Um, if, if you didn't book online, if you were just booking on the door, if you want to just pay at the door, look. Uh, you know we're going to be on for the next few days, but um. It's just not today, really. And it cost us a few... It cost us a few... Uh, um, uh, audience members, uh, just purely because they weren't around the following few days. Yeah, uh, But most of them were, thankfully, and they came back and it actually meant the next few days were full. Do you know well, what I, I mean? It just yeah. meant that... It just meant it was full houses, um, which they actually would have... I would Like, look, if I... Like, the first day was a full house. The other two or three days were... Full enough that it would be full because mm. it's a small space, but it just meant the next few days are full, which was great for us, do you know what I mean? Um, and and we weren't complaining in the least. But I had 24 hours notice, and um, literally, and I was like, Jesus, the hell am I gonna do? Yeah. And I had a show to put on, and the lads literally turned to me, and 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 this, you know, and I wasn't a, 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 what's the one look for. I wouldn't say vain because that's the wrong word, but it wasn't a, a boasting action on my behalf to say, oh, look what I can do. Do you know what? Jesus Christ, I was stressed out enough as I was. Mm. I, didn't the, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. Because I, purely because I wanted to see it this time. Yeah. I was already in the first one. I wanted to see it, you know? And I wasn't in the head for it. And I was ringing in, going, here, can you be in it? And he's like, I have the kids on the weekend. Like I was, I can get up to watch it, but I can't be in it. And I was like, Jesus Christ. I was like, what we're going to do? And the lads were like, you're going to have to do it, you know. And uh, well, no, I, I tell, no, they didn't say you're going to have to do it, they said, Can you do it? Mm. Uh, Adam Wilde said, Can you do it? and Adam Redmond went, You're gonna to have to do it, or something like that. It was something like that anyway happened, and and, and the lads were just looking at me, like, you know, and it was like, uh, like, you know, like a, a teacher comes into a room and like they're either shouting or crying, and all the students are just yeah. looking, going, Well, it's gonna happen, <laughs> right? That's literally what it was, right? and uh dead silence and I, I just remember going going to have to do it and I think everyone in the room were like are you, are you sure like and uh, I was like I don't have a bleeding choice do you know what I mean I, I don't have a choice like mm. I have to do it it's you, been rehearsed now the last two months uh, it's a big show it, it's for a small stage it went down for like an hour and 15 minutes um, we, we we have people wanting to see it we have people coming back, back tomorrow to see it Uh you know, there's people are, who saw it three years ago want to come back and see this show. We we, we, we need to do it, you know? Mm. And uh, and I was like, fuck it, I'll, I'll do it. And so we literally used the next four hours because we would have been in there doing the show anyway. So we used the next, so you had two hours, I suppose, beforehand. To, to, so we used the next four hours to rehearse. Mm. Uh, we must have run the show twice in that time, I had, uh, I was using the script. Um, I, now in, there was a couple of rehearsals now that, just funny enough, say, one of the actors could make it, they got stuck in traffic, whatever, uh, couldn't make it. Um, I would read in the lines. Yeah. So I kind of, but because I'd done that anyway, and because I would watch the script anyway, I kind of had no idea what they were. Do you know what I mean? i have done the show before I wrote the script. I kind of knew what they were anyway. Oh
0: yeah, well, that's uh, that's always the you thing in that situation. Yeah, like,
1: yeah, I know. I mean, Jesus, that's why. I, that's why I actually because one of the lads actually said, "Would you not just not stretch yourself out and just get someone?" And I said no because I, unfortunately, at the time not unfortunately, no, fortunately at the time, I didn't trust anyone else to do it. Mm in that short space of time not that i probably wouldn't have gotten someone that could have done it but in that scenario i'm like what is the quickest simplest solution to get Absolutely, this yeah. i'll do it myself and uh and i was right i i i, I we don't we ran the show twice i knew more of the lines than i thought i did and it was the, kind of the last scene or so i was kind of i didn't have that many lines thankfully uh so i but i just needed to get the 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 cues right mm. And uh, because it it was a very like the the way I write sometimes is very uh, it can be confusing, but once you get the beats down, it's what I mean by confusing is that like short sentences sometimes. So like if I had a line, you had a line. I had a line, you had a line. He has a line. I have a line. You have a line. They have a line. I have a line. Because the scene is meant to be confusing. It's meant to be like, what's going on? Because you know, the characters don't know what's going on. And it was one of these scenes. So we all actually didn't have that many lines, but it was just getting the right cue down. Oh yeah, you know? it's, just,
0: it's just chaotic, like you know. It's just chaotic. Or snappy dialogue, I mean? yeah.
1: Yeah, but the beauty of it is, the play is actually which I've written. This is the style I actually like writing, and I've written, wrote, and I've written most of my comedies based around this scenario. Whereas the the the, the characters know they're in a play. Mm. So. Uh, if it went wrong and that's what I said to the lads the beauty about this play is because they do ref- reference that they're in a play if the play goes wrong or if someone drops a line all anyone or if I drop a line all anyone has to do is refer to the fact that I don't know my lines
0: yeah that's really you know, interesting do
1: you know what I mean like
0: yeah.
1: and, and just pick it up Um, and when when we were all thinking about it we went
0: yeah it's a nice <sighs> little just, safety net was, there
1: that was a safety net we never used it we never had to use it um we i, I went home that night i, I didn't even look at the script went to sleep um i actually know what happened was i went out my friend Kieran was coming in to see the show he couldn't see it mm. he stuck around uh, we went i said i need a drink right we had a yeah <laughs> a couple of pints <laughs> and then i said right i'm going home i'm not even looking at the script i don't want to look at it because i will frustrated myself i i uh, I, I went there. i got up early the next morning i read through the scripts um I don't know, five times. Uh, we went into rehearsal that day. Thankfully the lads took it off work, so we got in there early. Uh, we ran through mm. the show twice, broke for lunch. Um I didn't want to run them out because you know what's like running a show. It's like
0: Yeah, you don't want to drain yeah, them. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, thankfully Yeah, you don't want to over you don't want to And yeah, yeah. and and the only reason I, I, I even said it to them, can we run it once or twice is purely just for my benefit. Um, which they were mm. I mean, if you know, if it was a normal run of a show, I wouldn't have even made them run it at all. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but they were all for it. And, and they were, they in fact actually said, do you want to do the second run just because we have the time? And then, and I said, yeah, grand. So we broke for lunch then and then we didn't run it again. We kind of just done a quick line mash of maybe one or two scenes, just that, you know, I felt yeah. if I slip up, it'll be here. Um and thankfully we never did. We never slipped up once. Um, in fact, one of the other lads slipped up and I saved them with the. <laughs> I came in with the line, um, <laughs> but it was a uh, it was brilliant though, and it was a great show because I came up with this. It was a constable character. It was based in like the eighteen eighties in England and in, in London, so it was very prim and proper and and uh, Victorian dress and 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 style and all that, and. Uh, mm. We got it. But it was hilarious because we got him um, Gavin walked in vaults when that was open and and they had like a uh, he had a, like a policeman costume yeah like an old uh, constable costume and he asked them could they borrow it for, for the show and, and and they said yeah and uh, providing he brought it back the next day so we had to kind of ferry it in and out when it, uh, when we were doing the show but I right. wore it but it was fitted for him Phil is about just under Gavin's height. So Phil Would have worn it Fairly okay It was a You know a Tiny tiny bit big on Phil But it was fine Gav 6 foot 2 or 3 And he's very You know Big And fit. Mm. I wore the thing It looked like I was Wearing my dad's Out Like my dad's suit for work You know that type of way like. <laughs> And yeah, uh, yeah But that just made it hilarious That just That was the funniest thing About it was it, just, comedy, it just yeah. looked hilarious Because I was wearing it Like I had to I had suspenders On the thing but the, sp- the suspenders were too loose on me, so I had to get my belt and, t- and tie it around the waist and and uh and, and just like try and hold the trousers up, and then like the jacket and all and the, the hat and it was just when 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 I went out onto the stage, um, I feel was doing like a, a, a Liverpool accent. I wanted him to be like Liverpool Liverpoolian, but I said I don't I don't want to do that because then that's just kind of like. I would just hear his voice in my head when I was doing it then, um, so mm. I said I literally went with the first thing that came to my head and I just put a, a Welsh accent on him, so he was from Wales. Mm. Um, but because I wasn't used to doing the accent, uh, other than twenty four hours, the accent was there, but occasionally it slipped. And um, one of the lads actually pointed it out in the show, uh, and I go, "What are you, What? Because yeah, there's a character break and it was like, a, "What are you? What are you even saying? Like, are you Welsh or are you Scottish? What are you? You know, and and, <laughs> and it was just hilarious because it worked so well. But it was, I was just blessed that the lads were on and the girls were on the ball. They, they knew yeah. the show. We all knew the show. Um, and we just went out, and I said to them at the beginning, uh, before we went on stage, I said, look, lads, just whatever happens. Right now, I'm not director who's going to give you notes on anything that's going to blow up. I said, here, I'm, you know, which was actually really good. I'm like, I'm just an actor, but you guys were, mm. were here. We're in it now. Fuck it. Whatever happens, happens. Have a, have a laugh. We have fun. And if it drops, if a line gets dropped, you know ourselves, pick it up and we had the best time. And it was just a fun experience. And um, and the feedback I got from, the, from people that went to see it was phenomenal. But the feedback I got personally from the actors that were in the show, was very complimentary but it was it was um it was a a, what's the one look for it was a um it was a boost in a way it was a boost to to you know it was like you know what i wouldn't want to do this again just purely based on the fact that you know it was it was the ultimate of stresses but if i Mm. if i had to do it i'd be able to do you know what i mean
0: yeah you know you could, I yeah, could. If, if called upon. I could do it. Worst case scenario, hit the hit yeah, the red yeah, button. I, I could do it. Uh, yeah, so it was yeah. great,
1: uh, but it was a great, uh, you know, thing. And then the anyway, the other time I done it wasn't uh, wasn't nearly as 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 stressful. It was it was uh, we had like a month or two rehearsal, and I just asked one of the previous actors could they come back to do a show, and and they couldn't because uh, they had their own show on. Totally fair. So I said, ah, looked i'll do it myself it saves time and and you know it prevents any arguments and and it's just it you know you're allowed to know the show and it's just me slotting in so it was it was really grand and and we tried out a few new things as well that i probably noticed because i was in it that i didn't notice when i was looking at it that i was like that's really good i'm sorry to cut everyone off but uh, can you say that to me again but say it like this so doing that was really was a bit weird but uh but it was me. It was more so me just kind of slotting in and letting the lads just do what they were doing because they knew the show anyway. Uh, mm. But uh, that was the t- two times I had to do it. Um, and uh, I I wouldn't have done the, the first one was pure stress because it was like, again, you know, the day before. And the only reason I'd done the second one uh, over a period of a month was because I, I'd done it the first time. So I was like, I've already done it, so it's 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 grand. And plus, it, it's much easier to do this one because, uh, you know, it yeah, it's a longer period. Of...
0: Time was on your side. Yeah, like. yeah,
1: um, and that was the only reason for that. But uh, it was a great show, but two great shows nonetheless. But the lads, I just had a great team behind me, you know.
0: And just one last question before we wrap up here, uh, Luke. I always ask this uh, of anyone who comes on the show: if you could go back to Luke leave insert Luke who wrote that that lovely short story that, uh, that that the teacher was praising and wanted to enter into that under 18s writing competition What like what advice would you like to give young Luke there about entering this whole crazy world of creatives and theatre and acting and directing
1: two things uh funny enough because I, I I was chat we were all chatting to um to nick about this actually in in the course that, that I'm doing recently enough um two things primarily don't think too much and trust yourself trust yourself and don't think too much because if you overthink yeah. you it goes as like I said, if you overthink you're not trusting yourself and then you know and, and then if, if you're if you're thinking just mm. enough that you pull back from doing something then you don't trust yourself and you have to just go for it I mean you know What's the point of not going for an audition when they're like, oh, I I don't want to go for that audition because because there's going to be like fifty lads going for it and, and they're all going to get it and I won't. It's like, well, how do you know? Just do it. Do you know what I mean? If you don't get it, you don't get it. Just do it. At least you've done it. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's so don't don't think too much and trust yourself. Is yeah. what I'd say.
0: Well, Good good words to live by and that that's uh, what you're saying about the audition well I mean it's like they say on the Late Late Show if you're not in you can't win so that's you know, it, you got to put yourself out there so I agree with you 100% Luke well thank you so much for joining me Luke we've no chatted here much. for about an hour or so now we've talked we've talked everything so everything, uh, yeah. I just want to wish you the best of luck now with, too, the, the future, with the collective with your theatre with your short films uh, with the course you're doing now with Nick mm. Dunning I, I wish you nothing but success
1: You too, man. I'm right back at you. All the good vibes to you.
0: Well, that wraps us up nicely for episode five of Creative Sessions with Creative People. I have been your host, Alan. Uh, I want to thank Luke for coming on board. He was an absolutely amazing guest. We had a fascinating conversation and I wish him nothing but the best going forward. Uh, Hopefully COVID will subside fairly soon. And he can get those crowds back in and entertain them as only he can with his amazing comic writing and comic acting as well. He's a jack of all trades. He's an all-rounder and he's going to be one to watch. So Luke, the best of luck in everything you do. Um, I want to thank you for listening. Uh, I really hope you enjoyed. And if you like the podcast, please do um, like the page and subscribe on Facebook and Instagram. We also have a YouTube channel that we're developing now at the moment. So do keep in touch on all social media that we're available on. Uh, And if you're interested in being part of the show, I'd love to hear from you. So do send me a message or message the Facebook page or on Instagram. Be happy to talk to you and see about getting you on the show. Uh, And that wraps us up nicely. And until next time, I will see you next week for episode six.